Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. My name is Jim. Glad to have you right along today. I always like the company. I'm very thankful you came along. You can find us at babyboomertales.com. Once you've arrived, there are links to Twitter, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and more that you can access our podcast. Start today, I thought we'd begin everything with a little joke. I've been holding on to this joke for a while now, so here we go. If Parmesan cheese says it's aged for over 10 years on the label, then why is there an expiration date? <laughs> no, 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 no. Anyway, so much for that one. Now for the top 10 songs 55 years ago. That's the top 10 pop songs this week in 1966. Number 10, Gloria, The Shadows of Night. Number 9, Leaning on the Lamppost, Herman's Hermits. Number 8 by Cher, Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. Number 7, Rainy Day Women, number 12 and 35. Bob Dylan. Number six, Secret Agent Man, Johnny Rivers. Number five, Kicks, Paul Revere and the Raiders. Number four, by the Righteous Brothers, For My Soul and Inspiration. Number three, Sloop John B., The Beach Boys. Number two, Good Lovin', by the Young Rascals, and the number one song by the Mamas and the Papas, Monday, Monday. Mamas and the Papas. I'll never forget California Dreamin', but they had some other hits, including this one. Now for another joke. Before I start my joke here, I need to know that you're going to get it. I hope you get it. It's the one joke that stayed with me my whole life. I heard it when I was about five or six years old, and I've never forgotten it. I've even tried to forget it, and I just can't. So let me lay a little foundation here. If you remember back in the days when we had to write with pencil and pen, before the days where you just take a pen and click it and write, you had to fill your pen with ink. So there are drops of ink in these pens and you can go ahead and write whatever you need to write. I just need to know everybody was aware of that. Need to know you know what a pen is. Now if you're as old as me, you already know that, but some of us may not be. So here's the joke. Da 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 Why did the little ink drop cry? because his mother was in the pen and he didn't know how long the sentence would be. Okay, nice to have you along. This is just going to be a little bit of different stuff today. But what I brought you all together for was to talk about planes, trains, and HO cars. When I was a boy, 
I would get these little dime airplanes. They're made out of balsa wood. Balsa was a very soft, lightweight wood. You could actually peel it, but you could buy these airplanes, model airplanes, and they were in a just little cellophane package. You tear that package open, and all you had to do pretty much is insert the wing into the body, and then insert the tailpiece, and you had a airplane. It was kind of like folding a piece of paper into a paper airplane. Remember those? Well, this was a wooden airplane. You get it all together and you fly it. You kind of throw it down towards the ground and it, it just would go right before it hit the ground. It, it just start going up. Sometimes it'd do a complete somersault and keep flying. Or they could fly, you know, 30 feet or so, probably, if you threw it right and there was no wind. Or if you preferred, just do it in the house. You could hit mom's lamp and not even break anything. Those are great toys. They didn't last very long, but they only cost a dime, so you could go get another one. Unless you were tempted with two packs of baseball cards for that shiny dime, you could buy yourself a new balsa wood airplane. I'd love those things. Later on, you could spend like a buck and a quarter and get one that was much larger, plus it had a propeller. And the propeller was attached to a rubber band that was attached to like the bottom of the plane towards the tailpiece. And you'd wind that propeller up and wind that propeller up and wind that propeller up. And some of these planes actually had wheels, little plastic wheels on a little bitty rack, kind of like something that was like a mousetrap or something, like that kind of metal. And some of them didn't have that. You just throw it in the air and you let go of the propeller and, and it fly. But if you, if you had a nice smooth surface, those planes could actually take off, the ones with the wheels. And they'd fly around. But if they crashed, then you have a problem because it might break and it's a buck and a quarter to replace it. Where the little balsa wood gliders, you just go and spend your dime. But I liked all those. Probably my favorite was the paper airplane make those in school, fly them around, do the regular fold the plane in half, then fold each wing on each side, and then make another fold so it's nice and all leveled out. As you practice with that, you could make them though they were quite sleek and could go quite a ways. Don't want to hit some girl in the eye, you're going to get in trouble. But those suckers could go 20, 30 feet if conditions were right. Those were fun. I have not seen something like that in a very long time. My next thing is trains. One Christmas morning I woke up and I went out into the living room with my brothers and my sister and set up there right around the Christmas tree were train tracks with a Lionel train going around in a big circle, going around, going around, pulling a coal car and a caboose. It was just wonderful. I loved that train. My dad got me a piece of plywood and we set it up so it was permanent and we could put it away if we wanted without having to tear all the tracks apart. You put those tracks together, they kind of interlocked and it was like made an electric current through there, but you couldn't get shocked, I guess, unless you stuck a fork in one of the places where they come together. I had that train for several years. The main problem with the train, though, is you couldn't race the train. You couldn't play chicken with the train. I only had one train. There's no competition whatsoever. 
and I was not artsy enough to want to build a little house or a little town or even a little train depot. So I just went around and around on a piece of plywood. Finally, I lost all interest in it. My brothers and I would rather play little men or I'd rather go down to the park and play a little football. But that train, still, I remember that Christmas morning when I got that train. The next thing is HO cars. Now, slot cars come in several sizes. There's one larger size that I believe when you can find those slot car tracks where they're five or six lanes across, that's what they use is the larger one. There's a middle size, which I'm not familiar with whatsoever. Then there's the HO size. They're little bitty, not even two inches long. And I had a bunch of those. I really liked those because I could set my track up there at home. There again, I believe we might have had a piece of plywood. Set that track up and you could just play it. And if you crash, you just crawl over there on your hands and knees and set the car back up. My friend Wayne like the large slot car tracks like they had in our old El Grand Theater back home, right in front of the movie screen. But I didn't. Those were way too big and intimidating for me. I'd rather play around on my hands and knees with my little HO cars. They could go as faster than a speeding bullet. My brothers and I played those all the time. I would bring friends over and we'd play it. We only had the two tracks. It wasn't like an L.A. freeway or anything. I had a couple of those cars for years and years in my desk drawer. And somewhere along the line, I've lost them or given them away or thrown them away. I can't even imagine that I would have thrown those away. I had one that was a Corvette, all shiny gold, hot little car. It was my favorite one. As I've grown older, you see people flying model planes that are pretty big. Some of them have a 36-inch wingspan or more flying around in some empty field there. But I do believe those are being replaced more and more by drones. These drones can do amazing things. Put a camera on it, like a GoPro camera. They go up and they can do an advertisement for your business just there on that flying drone. The trains there are people and organizations that do these trains in such a quality way, it's unreal. I have two friends that take a lot of interest in model trains. Now, both of them, their trains are smaller than my Lionel train. I do believe they are HO scale, but I'm not positive of that. I just read something about that today when I was trying to figure out Lionel trains. There's a place in Kansas City the old Union train station that you go in there and there are villages and little towns and countrysides with these trains running. And they run for hundreds of yards around going every which way. There's a bunch of different trains running. And then there's a different scale of train. There's larger trains and smaller trains. And you can see the town square and little model figures on the ice skating rink the twinkling lights of Main Street, the train depot, the bridge the train goes over where cars are driving underneath of it. There's winter scenes and summer scenes. It's really kind of magical the way they have done that. 
I just watched a video the other day, and if you get on YouTube and say musical model train, you'll find it. And it's a model train in Hamburg, Germany, I do believe. And they've set a GoPro camera on it. And they have little brush type things sticking out the side of it and hitting glasses of water that are filled at different levels and it plays music. And the scenery that goes through is something like it goes through 650 yards or something. The video is about eight minutes long and it is just amazing the scenery they have made how this train can play this music. It made some kind of Guinness's world record the way they did it. It's worth the watch, that is a fact. I can't find an HO car track anywhere. I googled it and there apparently are some in places in the cities. But when I was a kid, I remember one time my mom and dad took us kids to Denver and we went to two places. We went to this one place that was a slot car track. And it really did look like a freeway in a major city. It was five or six lanes across at least. Huge. And we got to play slot cars for a while. And those suckers would really go. They were really nothing like my HO car set that I had back home. But it was fun time. And then when we were all done there, we went to a roller skating rink and got to roller skate for a couple hours or an hour or something. Probably till my dad was so bored to tears, he decided to go home. I'd never ever been to a roller skating rink. When he lived in a small little town in the 1950s and early 1960s, 87 miles from Denver, kind of isolated up there on the other side of the Continental Divide. You didn't get to experience things like drive-in movies, roller skating rinks, or any of that stuff. And it was really a treat for me that day. I was a pretty good roller skater. After we moved to the Kansas City area, our youngest was quite the roller skater. We used to take the girls to roller skating rinks. She used to roller skate around our store in Colorado before we moved here. Part of it was not carpeted and she was a good little roller skater. Later she became a car hop on roller skates and that lasted a while until she fell one night, tray full of food and never did it again. Wherever you are in life, whatever you choose to do, always be aware of your surroundings and never miss an opportunity to be kind. That'll do it for me this week. I'll be back next Wednesday. Peace out.